4: thank you for sheet. that smattering of applause uh, i appreciate it it's hard to compete with like Three nights of drawbreaker shows a few weeks ago, but he's here, so that's pretty awesome. I think he's watching right now. Um, hey, welcome to Going Off Track's 300th podcast episode. Uh, how many of you have seen our live shows before by a show of hands? Awesome, great, thanks. Put your hands down. Save your strength. Um, <laughs> to my immediate right, I have to welcome... I'm Steven. To my immediate right, please welcome uh, Benny Horowitz. Uh, You might know him from uh, Gaslight Anthem or For the More Hardcore Among You, The Low End Theory. Oh, Deep cut. (laughs) Deep cut. Uh, To my far right, uh, Mr. Brad Goop from The Goops, renowned producer. Actually, Brad is good at everything. If we screw up anything, we ask Brad to fix it down to like
5: a Facebook post because we're all fairly incompetent. But the Richard Dreyfuss mustache is looking a little thin.
0: Yeah, you got to thicken that up.
5: That's
4: pretty Does renown
0: mean no credits? What did you say?
4: Does renown mean no credits? Yes, renown means no credits. Yeah, Brad. I'm, that's def- it I'm totally renowned. No, you're on the Mallrats soundtrack. You're awesome. Uh, to <laughs> Wait, his- that's real?
0: That is real. Yeah. Brad, you're on the Mallrats soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the last thing I did.
4: <laughs> uh, to his immediate left, the heart and soul of the podcast, uh, Mr. Jonah Bear, uh, <laughs> Music Thank journalist you. extraordinaire. Uh, all his Instagram followers are here. Thank you for being here uh he's in united nations uh also known as my daughter kate's favorite band that's true she's turning seven in a week so impressive already pretty pretty awesome uh again 300th episode we started this about what six seven years ago
2: i think six years ago yeah six Six or seven maybe yeah gosh it's
4: it's bonkers and here we are 2012
2: 2012
4: yeah uh they were simpler times early they were better times weren't they (laughs) <laughs> Back at Rubber Tracks, where uh, Brad worked at um, a recording studio owned by Converse, so part of the reason we would get so many awesome guests is we would say, "Would you like free shoes?"
2: <laughs> and part of the reason we're all still wearing free Converse, <laughs> and we're all still yeah. wearing free Converse.
5: These are docs. Yeah, that's
2: a you went around for that part. What
0: other podcast are you doing, man?
5: The Doc Martin podcast. <laughs> Anything that gives me free shoes, man. You guys, you guys got beat.
4: Yeah. <laughs> We got a lot of free programming. Yeah. You it's, actually didn't it, take the.
5: You didn't. You never took the converse. No, cause... I didn't. I. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed to admit it. Why? But Why? I have weird feet. <laughs> yeah, like the second toe on each of my foot is a hammer toe, what that and mean? then the little toe they're like locked like this. Anyone have hammer toes? Cool. And then Thank the you. F- last one on each side kind of tucks under. So it's created a bit of a foot problem for me now that I'm old. And I go to a podiatrist named Dr. Cho. Oh, okay. The name is literally Dr. Toe. Oh, Dr. Toe. And I've I, trade him, I trade him Nets tickets to shave off my calluses on the bottoms of my feet. I can't think but of Congress a better... Are, they're not good for that. They're flat. They got these, like, solid bases that just hurt your feet. They're not good for your feet. So every, like, old skateboarder still trying to look cool is just going to be, like, limping around at, like, 50
4: I can't so, think of a better opener for this just, podcast than your callus is getting shaved off. I knew all about
2: this. Me and Benny have talked about
5: this yeah. before. You've this talked show. about this. Yes, Oh this is not a secret. Yeah, yeah.
2: I thought everyone knew about. I like this.
5: limp around my house. I have house slippers because of this. Really? Yeah, home slippers. <laughs> I know. Just teaching my kid to bring them to me now. Oh, that's good. That's smart. Yeah, that's the next step. It's really <laughs> weird hearing my voice like this.
0: Yeah, I think we should. So Benny said he was nervous before we yeah. came out. Benny, who's played in front of. Bigger crowds than any of us have even. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite exposed. So let's work through this. Right? All right. Let's so start. the
5: thing I'm nervous about, even right now, I'm like, kind of like, what do you do with your body? You know, like that scene in Talladega Nights. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, what do you do with your hands? I don't know really what to do. And then I hear my voice, and I'm like, wow, that's weird. You know, because I'm See not the, used to. So you Do not listen to the podcast after you record it? <laughs> Very rarely, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So Yeah, so this is strange for me So you guys to put some drums around you? It would, would make me feel yeah. a lot more comfortable yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah And I don't um, have a battle plan set up Like ever since Dimebag Daryl got killed Like I've always had this like Thing in place in my head If someone jumped up here trying to fuck me up You know, and like That's a rough f- segue, dude <laughs> Wait, Yo, Let's just get real, man I know. We might yeah. as well just pull the so Let's you- just get real Okay. These people came out, you know I'm not yeah. going to
2: lie What's your normal plan,
5: like if you're on stage with gaslight? It's a stick plan. Okay. So if I see someone, it's a left stab and a right bop and then run. That's my plan. I mean, that's the extent of it. But I'm armed with nothing here. I'm even afraid to bring my pocket knife on the train these days. Yeah. There's all those cops around, you know. And you're the first one they're going to go after. Maybe. I would go after me if I saw me on the train, all dull-eyed and... Listening to some shit, like, no, listening well, to can Black do it, Breath. You can do a good out. bop with an SM58. Yeah? Just hold it down low. I don't know. And even I thought my hair was going to be crazy. I put coconut oil in my hair.
0: Ah. You're the one that smelled good backstage.
5: My wife made me change.
0: <laughs> what was <what laughs> you have
5: on before? What was
0: the I pre-show like wardrobe? I had, like, a gray
5: pullover sweatshirt, like a white under. I thought it was, like, pretty cool. Okay. And she, we, I was FaceTiming with her and my kid. And she's like, "Nah, you should like you should change. You should wear like a button up." And then I show up and see that we all wore like the white dudes who don't dress up trying to dress up outfit, which is like we still wore our jeans but put on like, the one shirt we have on a hanger. Nearly
0: happened. But usually, that <laughs> shirt for me is weird. this shirt. Huh? I have almost the same one. That's usually yeah. what I wear. I'm just I'm wildly embarrassed. <laughs>
5: Sorry, thanks for wearing something cool and different. No, nah, are these corduroy?
4: Yeah, they're corduroy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's cold out. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I try to wear what my wife chooses for me and I always end up wearing a t shirt and bumming her out. So this is
5: Well, I did run into your wife earlier and she was wearing a Eagles won the Super Bowl hat. Yeah. So I was <laughs> she's, like she's from right. Philly. Yeah. So Step Has she taken it oh, off? Wait, That's yeah. not good? No. Sorry. But I was making a joke that Brooklyn is so gentrified now that she probably won't take any shit for it, you know, so there's all these Eagles fans here now. They really okay. didn't used to be.
4: Yeah, it's a bold move. It's a bold statement. Yeah. Uh, shall we bring out Laura? Yeah. Let's do it. I think we have to. I don't know where she is, but please welcome our first guest. She's been on the podcast a number of times. She's going to be performing for you guys later. Uh, we adore her. We know you will, too. Please welcome Laura Stevenson.
5: Hey Laura! Hi Laura!
4: Oh,
6: hi.
5: So we we got over all that stuff I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. I was over there listening. To yeah.
5: You went. You told her about how you were all nervous. <laughs> yeah, she's helped me out. She's a pro, seasoned okay. pro. You know. Yes. She gets in front of Thank humans you. all the time. Yeah.
6: Thanks so much. Just,
5: that's Brad's thing.
0: I want a, I want <laughs> a reason you. to be here. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Do you feel more comfortable now? Oh, like you got a drink. <laughs> That's you could do that with I'm your Mixing hands.
5: Jameson and coffee. That's yeah. not gonna help.
6: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. It's can, a speedball. It can only yeah, exactly <laughs> Irish speedball. That's where, like,
0: I
5: wish <laughs> I could just do a J bone up here right yeah. now. If that we could help. just pass something around, that would
6: make it worse for me. I would be not well. good. No, I uh, would you know, not re- re- at all
4: react well to the TV The agency. No.
6: No. no, no. I used to love it as a teenager. Now it just makes me. Feel like I'm gonna die. Hi. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever Robo tripped? Oh, on Robotussin? No. Yeah. no, no. I think I dramamine by accident. Wait, what? Because you can, you can. If you if you resist dramamine, if you take too much of it, it's I think a similar thing. Really? Or just it induces panic. I don't really know. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> between tripping and panic attack.
5: It's been what I keep thinking about when people are like, am I going to let a bunch of kids who eat Tide Pods tell me about guns? And I'm like, motherfucker, like the drugs every generation did that were so crazy. I was like licking glue sticks. I was like, yeah, robo tripping. We thought we could get drunk off like breath spray. Mm-hmm. Like there's all sort like I'm like Tide Pods. Sure yeah let's try it yeah. like it sounds totally normal to me
2: <laughs> i just don't understand the tide pod thing it doesn't even get
5: you high which it does, doesn't yeah no okay it's just like my body can tolerate this got it's it like the only thing about oh, it. When oh eating okay. soap you know this is a thing oh you know you haven't seen this? i heard it i heard it was all bullshit oh no it's real kids are eating them i mean i don't know how many no, It's probably like two and then the you know media just no. jumped on it have you tried it no, I'm not going to do it. I'm too old now. Oh, yeah, what boy.
6: about like a dishwasher? Bro.
5: That's what I'm thinking. Why not cascade pods? Why does Tide yeah. get to corner of the fucking market?
4: Because <laughs> that's okay that's to use on
6: things you eat off of, so it might be safer.
5: That's yeah. true. Yeah, wait. That's a good point. Yeah. So You're yeah. not supposed to eat off your clothes.
6: <laughs> yeah. That is true. Hmm. Even though I do, if I spill something, I will. Mm-hmm. So exactly. you were painting yeah. all day? I was, yes. In your house? Yes, I'm painting a ceiling very slowly.
5: And we Like a t- mural or just...
6: No, but I was thinking about uh, because I it's taken me two days because I have a four inch roller. Is this (laughs) boring? So like, also I've injured this hand so I can't use the stick. So I I have a sagittal bend injury, which Uh, is like what's that mean? Basically, like it's the thing that like lets your finger go like this. So as a guitar player, like being able to do that is pretty important
4: kind of so, crucial? so we said hey why not play
6: <laughs> yeah i'll play but i will only paint with this hand so ah. I've, I've been like on a chair doing like it's also like um acoustic tiles is this boring i can't tell <laughs> no
0: keep it going I
6: just, i'm gonna stop in the middle of it and find out um it's acoustic tiles so each acoustic tile takes me like mm, 30 seconds
4: are you building a studio
6: no it's just a, a, a there are acoustic tiles I don't know. You what know how like people put them up, and then they look bad, and then you just paint over them. And it's, does anybody else know? I don't no. even know what you are
5: talking about. They're like oh, the man.
6: tiles, like the little, like they're like flimsy, like styrofoam. Are like there any school. contractors here? Yeah, like in a school them? or like uh, in church. Like, the like if you are in like a modern church, you know, and they're just kind of like they look like shit. I don't know if it's asbestos. I've been breathing it in all day though. So.
4: Probably is. They might <laughs> not. Let's hope not. Might yeah. not even be
6: real.
4: <laughs> uh, well, I, have a, I have a question for you. When is the? Uh, uh, Chris Farron, Jeff Rosenstock, Laura Stevenson, Supergroup Happening with Benny on Drums.
6: Oh, whenever you're available. You know, I'm game. I'm available. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not doing anything. Oh, that about. was anticlimactic.
5: <laughs> more <laughs> of a fight for it. Well, now, you've got to be like the, uh, what was okay. that like? fat dude that got all the boy bands big back in the day? Who, who took all Pearl their Berlin? money?
4: Yes. I don't know, but good opener. Be
5: like the fat dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was heavy. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, and a molester, so thanks. Was he really? Yes. Oh, all right. See, I didn't follow up his story.
2: Yeah. I'm going to change <laughs> just, the subject. Uh, <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Benny, earlier we were talking about Brugger's Bagels. Yeah? About how you work there. Yeah, terrible job. <laughs> and we were talking about the Leonardo de Veggie.
5: Yeah, I didn't remember any names <laughs> of these sandwiches till he said it so specifically. Was anyone else
2: vegetarian and then you had to order that and it was like really embarrassing?
5: Jonah the King of Puns, a thing I, embarrassed a thing by the great pun, Leonardo Veggi.
2: <laughs> that job sucked. What was the worst part about working at Burger's Bagels? Well it
5: was like a three to six after school job where I was basically like cleanup dude. Okay. So I'd clean the tables, clean the floors, dishes, that big like bagel vat that they do the dipping in. I don't know if you've ever worked in the bagel industry
0: never yeah so before
5: you know you do the dough you would you don't just toss it in the oven it needs to soak right. in a hot bath of water and maybe some barley and mm-hmm. things of this nature
6: which is not fun
5: to clean
4: can you
6: make beer out of bagel juice
5: <laughs> oh my god
4: laura that's amazing <laughs>
6: people probably. would buy that people would buy it probably all right
4: it'd be kosher laura what was your worst job ever <laughs> yeah
6: not the bagel store. I worked at a bagel store. Really, bagel Yeah, I'm from so Long are you Island. So you're
5: familiar with what he's talking about?
6: Oh, of course, yes. Wow. I uh, proper yeah.
5: East Coasters, man. Yeah. Just eat bagels. That's what That's you what do. We
6: do. I uh, was Northeast. a Snapple stalker at a deli called Busco's, but I was too young to work, so they just kept me in the fridge like all summer. But it was pretty. Fun. You only stuck Snapple? Really? Only they had like wow. a giant. It was like when Snapple was like yeah, dude, really. Snapple big.
5: was huge. I, yeah, filling Snapple containers. It's, takes a long time. It's hard. Especially
6: if you take your time with it, which right. I did. If you do, because there's always...
5: I've been in this industry, so there's, <laughs> there's two types of people, right? There are the ones who like just haphazardly bring a bunch of Snapple over and see what fits, mm-hmm. and then there's the people that go through and make a very itemized list of what they need to bring. Mm-hmm. Which type were you?
6: Um, I would say maybe A. You were A. <laughs> I was a little um, haphazard, but then I kind of just sat...
5: I hate fucking <laughs> working after you so bad.
6: I always did the labels out. I was though. like,
5: "Who put an extra mint behind two empty?" You just peaches? stick it at this the is end. bullshit, man. Some lazy ass who didn't make the
6: sheet. Mango Madness on the back of all of the
5: yeah, all thanks. the lines. Thanks for that.
6: This is delicious flavor. So Busco's? Yeah, Busco's. Is there a
5: deli in Long Island without an Italian last name?
6: <laughs> Probably
5: not. I don't think so. So wait, you have an old house. Right? I do. It's from
6: 1850.
5: And it's where you wrote Cock Shore.
6: No, we just bought this house January 16th. Oh, okay. a new old house. Yeah, so it's brand new, but uh, that's record i wrote in another old house yeah I, probably yeah. Same. with a frozen attic i heard yeah oh Yeah. what was the
5: vibe writing that record
6: cold it was like <laughs> the kitchen was so badly insulated that cans would explode like seltzer cans
4: whoa would that's explode. a weird old house thing my old house is like that you open a cabinet and there's a breeze it's like yeah a very old i guess because they're like this is where the fire is so <laughs>
6: yeah well our kitchen was an add-on and we met the guy in a bar that like did like the contractor he was wow. like oh yeah i put a kitchen on in that house and i was like oh of course you did sucks." so
4: you did one record in one old house and so you're gonna just each old house you purchase will have a different album
6: i guess so i gotta start writing i haven't been home really so maybe tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> oh no the next day, i have got a wedding tomorrow. But then I'll I'll start writing.
5: <laughs> What's the next step in the house? Tile.
6: Um, I got to do the kitchen ceiling. This kitchen ceiling is real shit.
5: What do you work? Oh, this is the plaster. This we is the were talking plaster. About? Yeah, it's all. A mess. We we're talking about how cool it is that you can just learn <laughs> to do that shit on YouTube now. Yeah, you don't need anything but YouTube and tools.
6: Yeah, this old That's house. It. There's so many. There's. So much this old house to watch on YouTube.
5: The internet makes things kind of punk rock in a way, doesn't it? Like yeah. you can sort of do anything yourself D-I-Y.
7: now.
0: Yeah,
6: right. Yeah.
0: But and are you talking a- about skim coating or just putting up like peat rocks? <laughs> I don't know what it's a big needs. difference. It's well, got listen. a
6: real problem, so it might be like actually reinforcing the plaster with uh, like. You guys
5: Bains remember how much this joists? sucked before
0: you owned oh, a house? Oh yeah, that's like a whole ceiling.
6: Yeah. Joists? <laughs> <laughs> sure. You can Are those horizontal there. or vertical? I
0: don't know. I don't, know.
6: <laughs> I <laughs> I don't, don't know either. to talk shop,
0: right? <laughs> Oh man. So, so, don't
2: you an apartment? You said yes
6: in, like,
0: when, when I said joists. <laughs> I think a joist goes horizontal.
6: All right, cool. cool Get cool, in
2: there, John. Cool, I cool, see cool, you cool. thinking. So look, have you started writing any new music? What's happening?
6: Yeah, I just finished recording actually at my mom's house. So, on Long Island, I, I did some recording. Um, and then I'm going to be writing a, another record as soon as I have a moment. But yeah, I got my friend, who actually lives across the street. His name's Joe. Um, he lives across the street from the knitting factory. So, every time I go to his house, I put in the address of this building.
7: <laughs> oh, awesome.
6: yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I just took him to my mom's house. And <laughs> she's a snowbird, so the house is empty. And we just kind of like made a record.
4: Wait, what? so just because she wasn't around and it was cheap, or like the acoustics are sick?
6: The acoustics ended up being good. The radiators are very ah, loud. They need ah, to be yes. bled. Um, so <laughs> that was an issue. You can hear a little clanking uh, and steam screaming on some of the songs. But otherwise, it sounds pretty good. But yeah, he had a studio in Brooklyn and he just closed it and he was like, I have all this shit in a storage space in Hoboken. You want to Go get it, and we'll make a record. (laughs) Do you write when you're on the road? No.
5: No, never? No,
6: no, 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 no.
5: You don't get, like, thoughts in the middle of the night and put them in, like, a dream journal and stuff?
6: No, I don't think about anything other than, like, I want to be sleeping. (laughs) I want to know more
0: about Studio House, though, because I like this stuff. Oh. um, How long did it take to set it up to get
6: ready to record? Like, a day. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was just, like, whatever, like a little rig. It wasn't anything crazy. And it was just like a few mics... So. And did you like
0: hop around from room to room and catch a vibe?
6: We tried to do the attic, and I thought that that would be really fun. and I like got all the shit out of the attic, and that's like 35 years worth of shit. Like, I like put it all to the side, and I was gonna have it all nice because it's all wood. But then we found out that it was terrible. Sonically, it sounded bad. You heard a Doppler effect of all the cars going down the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it was like, and constant, it's kind of like a high traffic street, so it's kind of a mess. But the den was fine. So okay. we did it in the den.
2: I recorded a record once, and uh, we recorded some stuff in the bathroom. This is a true story. sounds like I'm making it up, but I was... <laughs> Playing and I was like, "How's the sound?" They were like, "Good." And then I stood in the tub. I was like, "This could be better if I want a cleaner tone." <laughs> and There it is. I, I did not That's get number this, one. This reaction—that's one. It's
6: very cute. <laughs> yeah,
2: I thought it was really funny.
7: <laughs> I've told that
2: joke actually on this stage before. When I—I I just realized I roasted beach slang. And I did like kind of a greatest hits of puns, and that was on there.
5: <laughs> wonderful Bam. puns is this that you did that for beach slang. No, that you recorded Oh, that was United Nations. Court. That was
2: like like oh. really early United Nations. That's awesome.
5: Yeah. Laura, can you <laughs> tell me about your this music scholarship that your grandfather started? Oh, Is that like still a huh. thing?
6: Oh uh, or
5: did it was it just like the one time
6: I don't know if it's he wrote still a very famous a song, right? Well he was on the writing team of the Little Drummer Boy, but like he got like demoted from like number one. <laughs> There's like, I mean, it, I feel like back then in like the 60s, just like, you know, things got complicated.
5: Yeah. Tin know. Pan Alley bastards. Yeah. It's when the record industry was run by the mob, right? All yeah. sure, right. Everything yeah. was like suitcases of cash, <laughs> no contracts. Sounds
6: great. have to pay taxes.
5: For some people. <laughs> I mean, I remember like the tour manager, Led Zeppelin, we used to carry around a pistol and a suitcase of cash. How awesome is that? It's pretty cool. <laughs> and then there's that like famous story, like someone tried to steal it at Madison Square Garden and stuff. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, there's a book about that. Yeah, black guy, dogs. This black dogs. Yeah, no. Cool. Yeah. But anyway, your grand, did, like I know there was a music scholarship at, at Yale. Yeah, Yale. yeah.
6: And I actually I got a Yale shirt when I went because like when they first gave him like a plaque, he and my grandma are like I don't know it's in their name, and so we went to the ceremony when they gave the first year's worth. So like I don't know if it's like a few years or if it's like ongoing. I have no idea how it works. But um and I went to the gift shop and I bought a Yale shirt. I still have it. Um but I wore it to my like my junior year. I met with my advisor, like our guidance counselor, and he was like, You're kidding me, right? And I was like, Yeah, that's a joke. But I thought it would be fun. But yeah, not I didn't apply to Yale.
5: Oh, I thought you were doing like act as if you know. Yeah, like when fake you sued, make suit like to your first day at McDonald's. You're like, I'm gonna manage this place. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's, from where? I don't know. I think I read it in like a How to Be Successful book. Once. So it must be true. It's gotta be. If it's been, if it's
4: written word, it's true. Yeah, that's a whole lot to unpack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You couldn't apply for the scholarship regardless no, of where you were.
6: No, 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 no. Not for me, not for me.
4: And it's still there and it's still going on?
6: No idea. <laughs> but maybe.
4: <laughs> so you were close.
6: Oh, my grandparents? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know exactly like what they gave and how if it runs out or if it just replenishes, I have no fucking idea. Is that idea. where music
4: started for me? Like did did it was it with him? Did you know him enough? Did you know about music through him that you were like, I think maybe me too?
6: Yeah. um, No, I mean like I, I could play the piano. We had a piano in our house and my mom was like, I'm, you know, when she saw that I was like three years old and like picking out sounds or like four, you know, then she was like throwing me into piano lessons because she was like, this is the one grandkid that's gonna like carry, you know, carry it on. So Yeah, but I mean, I never, like, played for them, really, and I never... Like, he... My grandma and my grandpa were both musicians. She was a singer um, and a piano player. She sang with Benny Goodman and stuff. Really? Yeah, she was, like, really good. That's awesome. And her brothers were this, like, gospel duo called the McCravey Brothers that, like, they have kind of crazy fans, but it's super niche. It sounds like horror music from a horror movie. You know, like, the, like, warbly
4: like the
5: who are they the,
6: Vaudevillian. the Leuven
5: Brothers like those guys
6: Cut, yeah. are the Leuven Brothers as old i don't know yeah, do do they demonstrate, demonstrate?
5: cuz i don't have this in my <laughs> yeah head. i don't really need like, oh,
6: like, <laughs> like that oh. <laughs> so it's like creepy it sounds like it would be playing on like some like you know old 78? record player but like the arm just goes by itself cuz a like, ghost turned it on or is something is it like
5: the type of song that's like on the scratching loop yeah, record player, when exactly. you walk into a scary house, yeah, and in a then movie. you see
6: like you there's a mirror and you see like little girls' shoes like run by. But Then you turn yeah. around and there's that was there's horribly somebody. specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has this, this happened? Should I think about?
5: <laughs> <laughs> this is the attic in upstate New York. Yeah. God knows what happens. Up I'm there. afraid
6: of everything. You know, it's-
5: I'd be terrified. You just explaining that place to me scares me. Yeah, I'm like you're probably out in the middle of nowhere, old house. I know. Like late at night, I'd like. I'd like rip one and just start having some like happy thoughts. Yeah, that's
6: why I don't you smoke know? weed.
5: Yeah, <laughs> this is when the axe would be in front of me. Yeah, just ready to not use it if it happens.
6: Oh, just you have it just in case. You think you could axe someone?
0: <laughs> I don't think that's a verb, <laughs> huh? <laughs> like axing. I've, I've heard that a lot of my neighborhood. People are always yeah, axing, axing each uh, other questions. Oh, axing it's when question. you are getting ready to go out and you just. Liberally oh, spray yeah. yourself with axe body spray. Oh, yeah. That's called
5: axing. I'm too busy hard yeah. staring Brad after that. <laughs> it's a GTL thing. It's like the. What was that? Jersey Shore? Yeah, Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. They do axing before they go out.
6: I was just talking about Jersey Shore with Chris uh, Farron the other day. Is Chris, who's that? You know. Oh, you know him. Um, oh, you mean the
5: greatest musician on the earth? Yeah, it's
6: wonderful. Right. And we were talking about how, uh, like, most of them were, like, really good people. We were, like, t- going through the line, and I was like, hell yeah. Snooky, rocks. Jay I'd be your friend.
5: Wait, why do you think they're good people?
6: I don't know. They just seem like they care about each other, you know? Like, at the end of the day,
5: they care about each
6: other. You know what other. I mean? It's
4: just really friends <laughs> for a new generation, but their lives are real. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Like I, I just like. Well, maybe not the situation, but you know.
4: I was. I went over. I I did a shoot and an interview at one of the dude's houses on Long Island, and I couldn't tell you which one, just one of them. And uh, he probably he, had great abs. Whoever it was. Yeah, I mean they were sick. <laughs> yeah, sick abs. Washboards. Uh oh god. Beautiful. But he had bought this house for his mom and he was just like, hey, this is my house. And he was he had like, literally had a big statue of Leonardo's David and then a big statue of Venus de Milo when you walked in. I was like, that's got to be a joke. It wasn't.
7: Like, <laughs> he
4: turned it on and turned it off. Like on oh. camera, he was like the guy, but off camera he was like, how are you? Good to see you. Everything was nice and polite. And he had a
0: British accent.
4: <laughs> like, like he studied at RADA.
5: <laughs> Completely. Uh Snooky and Jay Wow filmed their uh offshoot show a block from my house cool. in Jersey City. So literally like down the block from my house was parked like a pink snakeskin fucking truck. This is real. That's and I cool. guess when it was in Seaside it got like messed with so much Aww. that they had to keep like literally two Jersey City cops there 24 hours a day
6: just to make sure nobody the Trump was okay
5: and then there was like a gate on the other side of the street for the random fans looking for a picture um. and I found it infuriating <laughs> that they were there and I tried to ignore it I thought the best policy was I, th- I thought the best way to get back at people like this is to give them no attention right because that's what they want so I just tried to like mindfully ignore anything around that had anything to do with them one day I put in my laundry to the laundry machine and went for a coffee and I'm ordering. And what I hear behind me, that's like, hey, girl. And it was Wow with some big dude, you know, with like sleeves up to here and the mm-hmm. things and everything. He's all oily and dark and, uh, <laughs> and like all these cameras and a boom mic like almost hit me. That's where I was like, fuck. <laughs> all this, like, I just want to do my laundry, you know, have a coffee, watch things spin around, think about Earth and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I got to deal with that shit, you know? That was the only time I got mad at it. Aww. Yeah, but that was my Jersey Shore. You
6: should have hung out with them. They seem like nice people. I but talked to I'm the saying... crew
5: people a little. Because they, they nice. rented a whole big, yeah, they're like us. They're Everybody's just people nice. who are getting paid to hold mics and. Who actually want to make films, you know, and stuff like that. They're, Trying to pay
4: the bills doing yeah, that shit. They were cool. They, they work on cool. their doc.
5: Wait, what doc? Oh, a doc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About who?
4: I don't know. Whoever.
5: Snooky. If, you, if you, someone walked up to you right now and was like, here's 50 grand. I'll do it. No, no. no. <laughs>
4: Okay. Now, now think about this, Benny. Just think for a minute.
6: No. I gotta buy a new furnace. I really didn't think, it, I didn't
7: think it
5: was gonna go that way. That's
4: fourteen, fifteen tops. Well, yeah. whatever you can do, whatever oh, the shit, fuck you 15? want with the
5: money. So here's what I'm asking: if you could make a documentary about anyone for fifty grand, living, it would have to be okay. Who would you do it on?
6: Mm, that's really hard. I don't know. Keith Richards? No, he's alive, barely. I feel like he's got enough, you know, we yeah, know enough. Yeah,
5: there's a lot going on about him
6: already. We know enough.
5: It's not something ska-related.
2: I would think with you it would be something ska-related. Oh, yeah, ska-related. You, ska ska you have a checkered past.
6: Mm, I do have a checkered past. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well done.
5: Well done.
6: That's a toughie, though. I, know. I don't the know. The wizard
5: speaks
4: seldom, but when he does.
6: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just kind of a behind-the-music-of-real-big-fish kind of thing. You know?
5: Yeah, that could be good.
6: That could be cool. Yeah. Just go on that what ride is? with them, you know? It's never, <laughs> That'd be cool.
5: There's never been an in depth, real big fish Maybe a reason for story that, being told.
6: So, am I like you're investing this it. money into this no, or no, no, am I getting giving, it on us? You're giving off the top? this
5: money. That's a lot of trumpet
4: players to go through. I don't think you'd have enough yeah. time and footage. <laughs> I feel like both it. of you are too old <laughs> to no, respect real big second fish. wave
5: ska. Oh, <laughs> oh, that is, you know
4: what? You are
0: absolutely <laughs> no, correct
4: about no, that. No Brad, Brad, is true. Brad turned the radio <laughs> off for them. Oh, there it is again. True See, I'm not as good at it as you <laughs> <laughs> No, I saw I saw, dude, I saw them with I saw Real Big Fish open for the cherry pop and daddies, so oh. that's
5: my ska cred. <laughs> How long after Swingers came out? Oh no, that was the other one, wasn't
0: it? No, try, was it? That
5: was big bad voodoo daddy. That was um, a different daddy altogether. Yeah, there together. was two that were exactly the same at the same time. There was this, yeah. the zippers
4: of squirrel nut, and there was.
5: <laughs> it's when like Arthur Murray Dance Studio. All of a sudden, it was like, why the fuck does everyone wear swing <laughs> dancing all of a sudden?
4: This Vince Vaughn guy is going to go far. I know. And shoot someone. Um, he shot someone. No, he's just that. He's a pro gun nut. So. He oh, really? looks like the
5: type of guy who would like drunkenly shoot someone.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. And Favreau would be like, We were friends a long time ago, but now I do Avengers stuff.
5: Yeah. Mm. And I don't know. And that's where we are now. He was all serious in that true detective season two, and yeah. I just wasn't into it. No. I like him better when he's just like goofing around. He's better at goofing around. Four
6: Christmases, great movie. How do you take
5: that guy <laughs> seriously after all the things he's done? You know?
6: Oh, he was know. good in psycho though.
5: Oh, the Psycho remake? What?
4: I heard no,
6: a
7: no
5: out there. The
4: no.
6: Gus, <laughs> no. Hard no.
4: The guard, no. Just, the Gus, kidding,
6: just kidding, I agree. The,
4: the Gus Van Zandt psycho that said, you know what this movie needs? Color and masturbation.
6: <laughs> that's what every right. movie needs. Yeah,
5: that's <laughs> true. Are you rethinking your 50
4: grand? It's a wonderful life.
6: Uh,
5: yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit, yeah, this should be more sexual. <laughs> Wait, so speaking of Chris Farron. Right? Uh-huh. So I asked Chris Farron for a mystery friend question Chris is going to love so oh, much right? We're talking about him so uh- much And listen to what this guy writes to me I'm going to do it so I can do it uh, so I write him any luck He writes ask her who her favorite person is To tour with and why it is Chris Farron <laughs>
6: <laughs> It is Chris Farron no, right? yeah, Of course yeah, And know. the reason why is because it's Chris Farron I mean he's a perfect person <laughs> He is really fun to, like, stay with. Like, we were just staying in hotels together, just me and him. And, like, every morning you just turn, you see him, he's on his phone. You look over, you open your eyes, and he's like, what's up? And you are just like, <laughs> you know it's going to be a great day. We get to the venue early, which I love, and just hang out with he's my He's a buddy. hard
5: worker. He doesn't He, doesn't he take is. the credit for that. He
6: is. He's very hard
5: worker. But homeschooled and a little strange.
6: Homeschooled, yeah.
5: <laughs> we got to bring him down a peg. <laughs> Right, because we've been talking so nicely about him. He does weird (laughs) stuff too.
6: He is weird. Yeah. Like
5: I'm not going to specifically mention any of the weird stuff. Uh Oh, but I know.
4: No, there's a
5: weird. You you can ask him himself. But there's a weird (laughs) hotel room thing he does. That I'm not at liberty is to it talk Is it the backpack about. thing? No.
6: Oh, Oh. okay.
5: Yeah, you might know. <laughs> it's gross and weird, and he does it. I don't know if he does it anymore.
6: Well, a thing that's not so weird, yeah. it's a little weird, but it's not <laughs> gross, is that he just, as soon as he gets to a hotel room, he just dumps his bag completely on the bed <laughs> and he's like i know this is a little strange but this i like to do this and it's pretty cool because i don't even know what's in my person if i did it but I, I just get anxiety seeing it happen because i think about all the things that must roll Wait, under the hotel room just beds.
5: To just to kind of like
6: yeah just kind of like get a lay of the land a little bit take stock of with the stuff you know which I mean, is actually really smart
5: yeah it kind of is because yeah. i always find something in the bottom of a tour bag that I was looking for
7: like yeah, three weeks ago. Fun before. surprise.
5: Yeah. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you did dump your bag
4: out, Laura. What do you think would be I the weirdest thing you'd find?
6: Um, I have a lot of like things that I find, like rocks and like uh shells and stuff. Rocks I find rocks yeah.
5: too. Do you take rocks from special I, moments I and do. I do not remember where they're from? Yeah. They happens to me all the
6: time. I have a pearl in my purse that I found in my house when I moved in. I was like, Oh, this is nice and I threw it in my purse. And that's yeah. in there. I got a pearl. But like a couple of rocks.
5: <laughs> I do that all the time. I find a rock in my bag, I'm like this was from like a fucking moment.
6: Yeah.
5: <laughs> and I didn't write it down. You gotta tag them. no idea. You gotta no tag idea. them. You've Shad tagged your rocks. rocks. No, got but that's
6: smart rock. to do. Just put a little date Did on them. Did you yeah. get the
5: idea from doing that from that movie with honors with Joe Pesci? <laughs> no, because
6: that's I where didn't I do got that. that idea. Oh, is that Brendan Fraser? Yeah, Fraser at oh, Harvard. Oh, yeah.
5: Fraser. Fraser. Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> Jesus. Shit. Never diss the Encino Shit. man. <laughs>
7: It's the one where Pesci
5: is the ghost of Walt Whitman in, like, a Harvard basement. Bullshit. You're making this up. C. Thomas Howell is, like, a college... Pesci
6: is the ghost of Walt Whitman?
5: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) well, that's what they call him. He's a bum who lives in, like, the basement. And then this, like, Brendan Fraser (laughs) Fraser starts out, like, all, like, snooty Harvard kid. But then, like get some lessons in life and then they oh, like cool. you know really like connect and like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then he ends up uh, getting Moira Kelly at the end oh. from The Cutting oh. Edge from The Cutting Edge yeah, I was I about
6: know. to say yeah. you and I I feel like we've seen a lot of the same movies I like have
2: I you never have any
5: really idea, idea what you guys are talking about no. <laughs> you don't no. The
6: Cutting Edge is really good Cutting yeah. Edge
5: Moira Kelly D.B. Sweeney oh, yeah. D. Movie? he's
6: a hockey yeah, player but he gets injured he's,
5: he's the hockey player yeah. with an edge wait am I dating myself who here knows what The Cutting Edge is
6: That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like
5: 50 or 60%. You were probably too cool for this stuff Uh, that was coming out. It's a really good I'm playing guitar, and I'm into things that are super subversive. (laughs) And you just wouldn't like...
2: (laughs) Was it on on Epitaph Records or no? No.
5: (laughs) You probably just weren't willing to fucking turn on TNT and just let loose a little. Yeah. (laughs) You know? It was always too cool. Now I'm paying the price. You are. I'm so embarrassed. We were just like, yo, fuck it. We're nerds, we're just gonna watch this. I'm stuff. into what
6: I'm into. Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's disappointing to me that you don't know who D B Sweeney is. You probably It's don't. wonderful. I do.
4: He played Aang in The Legend of Korra. He was a voiceover artist. Yeah. That's where I'm gonna
5: shut up. Well he was uh, also the guy who got taken by aliens in fire in the sky.
6: Oh my god, the movie scared me so much when they stuck the needle in his eye in the beginning terrifying. of the movie.
5: I watched that movie so scary. when I was like 12 with Tyler Rand, who wound up being in Midtown. Oh, cool. We were high school, actually middle school friends, and he forced me to watch that movie, and it fucked me up for like months. So
6: scary. Because
5: I was like, oh, wait, this could happen to me. I could be taken at any time, and a needle could be put in my eye and just yeah. preyed upon by aliens.
6: See, they know they'll take you if you're afraid of being taken, so just don't be afraid, and then do get taken. I don't know. That's what I would tell myself. When I was little <laughs> but then it's like a cyclical thing because then you're like afraid of seeming afraid. Huh. Like a dog can smell fear. That's and then true. It'll attack you.
5: We just did an interview with Tom and Joe from Menzingers mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and Tom's really into aliens. So when I was researching for the podcast, I did a lot of stuff. I just checked out some aliens. Yeah. And within cool. like twenty minutes of looking into it, which I've never done, I think UFOs are fucking bullshit. You do? Yeah. <laughs> like, why did no one see one until, like, 1947 when everyone started fucking with aviation? Like, it just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. And it's so much more obvious to me that, like, some there was aviation or government or like, would be doing fucking something shady mm-hmm. than aliens are, like, checking us out. Like, I think if they were going to come do something, they would just so do something. So you think something. they're
6: just, like, spy vehicles? I
5: think it was probably some, like company with a spy vehicle okay. or some like government with a spy vehicle not like some race of people who's just toying with our emotions the grays <laughs> well Doesn't there's the grays
6: sense. and then there's like the nordic looking ones that are supposed to be really hot i don't know i've been i was really into ufo's for like 2 weeks <laughs> And then my husband bought me uh, like the, he researched like the best UFO book for me, like because he was like, "Oh, she's really into UFOs. I'm going to get her a present." And then by the time it came, I was like, mm, not.: over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was into it for a hot minute.
5: I don't know. Like I want to think it's real, and all this means but it's real something.
6: If you want to well, think it's real, not. it's real.
5: That's true yes all right it is real it's real that's nice there you go we've solved (laughs) it
6: laura Laura, thank you so much
5: for joining (laughs) us you're our first one
4: out here for 300th episode (laughs) we solved ufos so there's that you can go whichever way you want no one can tell it's audio um uh, to the stage now as a gentleman you all know whether you know or don't but you've probably seen him play in bad religion He's touring right now with his band Dag Nasty. Uh, his band literally changed my life as a child. Minor Threat. Please welcome Mr. Brian Baker. Hi, buddy. Hi. True story, too, that, that life-changing. Life event. Cha- no. I
3: was just going to go with that one. Life-changing. Yes.
4: It did. <laughs> Tell me more. I was listening to uh, nothing but Bon Jovi and Cinderella and met that friend that everybody has who's like, hey, what you're listening to is shit. Listen to this, and he, I listened to Minor Threat, and the heavens opened, and I understood music, and it was great.
3: There's some good songs on uh, Night Songs, Cinderella's third release. <laughs> Cinderella's so some quality ballads. but uh, I, I saw
4: Cinderella open for Bon Jovi at the Cap Center way back when. Awesome. And it was yeah. A de- delightful show to another Fairfax County native. Um, oh, yeah. Brian, thanks for joining us. You're a sure. new new uh, North, Northeastern, Northern resident now.
3: Yeah, I uh, I moved to Asbury about almost a year ago. Jersey. From uh, know what I'm saying. No I'm saying. From uh, Washington. I was in Washington, DC for like forty something years. Jonah, New Jersey's a state. Yeah. yeah. We're, outnumbered. We're totally
0: York. outnumbered on stage right now?
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three yeah. people yeah. live in New Jersey. The
0: civilized world versus <laughs> <New> Jersey. Jersey. <Yeah. laughs>
5: mm. Love it. Fucking transplants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not gonna speak to this. <laughs> Are you? Are you? And you're digging it? So, so, so you live here? Uh, in Manhattan. Okay. <laughs> cool.
4: <laughs> and you? And why Jersey? What made you say like? Uh, where's Where? Where is punk still alive? Is that why?
3: Yeah. Well, that was my main my main thing <laughs> is to find as much punk as I could. Because <laughs> we we're out of punk in D.C. It's, yeah, a, it's gone. It's. I don't know if you paid attention. There's nothing left there. So God, I got to find the bouncing. Yeah. Where, where can I go? Those? And then I, that's exactly. <laughs> it. Um, you, really, what it was was uh, I was, it was very early in the morning of November 9th, 2016. And uh, I remember shuffling down into the basement of my house in D.C. and starting to slowly pack up some artifacts from, oh, yeah. my, from my straight edge career uh, because I knew I had to get out. Yeah. Because I'd lived through a lot of administrations. Uh, but I just saw that this was different than the other one. No bullshit. I, <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> My wife is from Asbury Park, and oh, uh, and we're old, and we've been going there for you know for vacation, and we had a lot of friends there, and uh, we've been about, about five years ago. I said, look, we should just move here, and it took us five years to get our shit together, <laughs> and uh, so that's really the the true story. I wasn't I wasn't looking for anything. <laughs> I, I just wanted to go to the beach. Have you guys um, metal detected for coins yet? You know, it's funny. I uh, I was doing some research. Uh, I was act—that's so perfect. Uh, in bad religion, I tour with people I've been with for like 20 years. So sure. you know, we're all old. And the couple of my front of house guy, pretty much the day I showed up after I moved to New Jersey, was like, "Now you want to look into the white detectors?" And that's oh. a, yeah. And he knew he had the whole rundown. And uh, it seemed pretty cool. But uh, I've been this winter. I've been on the beach a lot, and there's. I don't know if i want to join up with that crew yet <laughs> yeah the beach crew is tough i mean yeah
5: because they're really looking for i mean who carries change anymore either like they're they're probably slim pickings
3: yeah I, th- I don't think it's change they're looking for i think uh what do you think they're going after i well they're you know i've noticed because i'm nuclear I mean, fish no Gold it's just, blooms <laughs> <laughs> there you go like some they want things that come out of the ocean it's not so much the uh it's a different group of people. The summer people who are just trying to get wristwatches oh, and coins, change, okay, but yeah, yeah. these wintertime dudes are—they have a much bigger goal. Civil not, War artifacts. I've never spoken to that stuff. Course, is cool. frightening, but I got a
5: friend with a small child who they go to like um, different sites in Jersey and Pennsylvania and dig up like old Civil War, Revolutionary War
3: artifacts and bullets. And well, coins. you know that could be illegal. Why? Well, I've some experience with Civil War reenacting before it was a bad thing to do. And I, I was going to tell you that a lot of these areas are protected. Is that something to you actually very careful. did? Uh, no. Oh, no. I mean, mm. I, uh, I had a Civil War phase. I didn't, I didn't dress up. What did you do? What'd you collect? No, I just... Uh, I had... Dressed up? <laughs> I just collected the outfits, but I never put them on. <laughs> uh, in DC, I realized one day that I was in kind of the the center within a hundred mile radius of pretty much everything important, you know, or most of the important things that happened in the uh, War of Northern Aggression, and so I got interested in it because because oh, I don't have a job, nice job, and I had nothing to do, I had nothing to do, and uh, like most most He's of the called last it, what, thirty what my mom years.
4: was raised calling it, my mom I'm yeah. from North Carolina, they were raised the War of Northern Aggression with that, yeah, I don't that faux history revisionist bullshit.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's some people who have an idea about that conflict, and a lot of them are, you can find in the wintertime, doing a little relic hunting on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, still uh, another crew that kind of, like, shut, shut down my, uh, my flowering into a full-fledged member. I was just more curious about, you know, how things happened, and a nice way to spend an afternoon. What's your, what's your, like, number one
2: hobby now, maybe outside music?
3: Um uh it's right now it's bicycles yeah yeah it's uh just uh i'm really into road bikes and uh that's another actually reason why i moved to new jersey there's such great riding um where i live and so that's that's about it what's yeah. your
2: typical ride like you map out a route or you're yeah, just I do, like, a,
3: a loop basically yeah. like uh I, if you ride too far i just realize it's not that much fun for me anymore so it's uh I try to do, go out maybe like three hours and just do a nice circle that gets you from your house and back to your house uh, with, with minimal hills. It's um, a long I'm, loop, though. Yeah, but it's... Three hours? Yeah, but if I'm not killing myself. I mean, it's just a nice little... I mean, There's some nice boardwalks to, to yeah, go down. You can just... Yeah, it's just a nice, a nice time to clear your head. And it's, uh, you know, also I also think the whole... Kind of got into the whole uh the whole road bike, you know, the Elan, the whole the whole look I think is kinda of cool.
5: Yeah, do you wear the cycling pants? Oh fuck yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I got everything. Yeah, I have everything. But a lot of wool. Do you, things. Do you have it's the it... mirror on the helmet? No, no, there'll be no mirrors. Scott. As a novice
5: not... cyclist, I always wonder, because I see the people with the funny pants. I'm hey. sorry I'm calling them funny, hey, it's I fine, you wear them, Just, but they don't are understand. A their purpose. Funny. <laughs> and uh and I'm like, wow, that's you know. Why don't you just ride your bike? Like, why do you got to do all that shit? You got to like, <laughs> oh, what do you read cycling magazine and get into the whole subculture now? You know. And then I'm like, just put it out there, man. But just then let him I'm know. like riding my bike for 20 minutes, and like my ass cheeks just hurt. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh wait, there is something you're to these seeing, pants. Now you're seeing right? it, right? Yeah. So, so there is padding in these pants. That's the whole right? point of the thing, right? It's,
3: there's padding. It's not. There's no yeah. aerodynamic advantage yeah, yeah. to like a 50 year old guy. Chub, you know, makes sense. Yeah, no. <laughs> it makes more sense. <laughs> no, it's just about uh, if you're going to be on a bike for three hours, yeah. that's probably a good way to do. You
5: know, it. you get judgy about shit, and then yeah. you just look like a jerk, right? Well, I, I do too. Have you ever met anyone who has? A minor threat, Dag Nasty, and Bad Religion tattoo, like the trifecta.
3: <laughs> I don't. Okay. Which is shocking because got to be someone. Out I know. There. I've I've seen a lot of. I've seen. I've seen some minor threat, Dag Nasty double ups. Okay, for sure. Uh, I don't think I've. I can't recall seeing a trifecta huh i'll look for that gotta find it like the da vinci code of your (laughs) life yeah i mean and they're they're quality logos i mean you really that's true they they are quality logos who came up with dag nasty was that you uh the it was really a collective thing the the band name we all we just it was free associating in our drummer's parents house and the the big the burning head is from the fly leaf of a book our colin was kind of spooky he was our goth member Mm -hmm. and this was some you know 30s french uh dusty tome that you know he'd found at a used bookstore and it had a a pretty much the burning head logo and we just stylized it a little bit it was actually a full body it was like a female vampire and so we kind of made it a little more like a rubber stamp like a little more hardcore did you get when i
4: when i emailed you about (laughs) being on the on the on our 300th episode here uh, i did the In honor of Jonah, like the worst pun, I went, I wrote, Brian, can I say it would be awesome to have you on our 300th episode? I don't know. Okay, just checking. Didn't know. I
3: don't see all the signals sometimes. I mean, I had a
4: field day writing it, so I don't know if that was a good one. He's a pun master, though.
2: It's just hard. Jonah's hard. I feel like we've forsaken Junkyard a little bit in this interview. I was just getting to it. uh, Brad's wife was talking about how much she loved Junkyard
3: when we were at dinner before this. And now we
2: got the Beach Rats. What sort of phase was that sort of in your life like? What was the story behind that?
3: Um, That was... well. I mean, I'll I'll say that I really enjoyed that band. I think it's an awesome band. And they do still exist. I just don't play with them. Okay. Um, My goal at that point was um, I wanted to stop having a job and play guitar all the time. And this was the first opportunity that came up. I mean, it was really kind of a, you know, I ran, the guys in Junkyard were people, a couple of guys I knew from punk rock because it was a member of the Big Boys and uh, the drummer was from Decry. And I ran into the guy in the Big Boys in a 7-Eleven in California. I was living in LA and he's just like, oh, we, uh, we have this band and we have a record deal and we need a guitar player. Do you want to come try out? yes i do where would you like me to be and it was it was just that simple there wasn't like a pre yeah uh anything set up for it conveniently i already had grown my hair out because i was you know that when you get so punk that you go anti right yeah so i i was kind of like you know long hair and like the white high tops and all i'd I'd already really you know crushed the dreams of all around me and and uh and disrespected uh those who brought me to where i was uh so i looked right (laughs) And also I played, I mean, I've played guitar pretty much the same way. It's kind of like the, you know, the poor man's Angus Young, uh, Captain Sensible thing. And that's what this band needed. So mm. that's how I got there.
4: Now, do you still have the collectible card of yourself?
3: Oh, God, yes. I just posted <laughs> I, had, I, uh, I posted one on my Instagram account uh, a few nights ago because I, got a, I have a new trading card. I have uh, been drafted as a member of the uh, Asbury park football club oh you're at asbury park fc now. i am oh. and uh basically this is a uh, very elite organization well, well it's even more than because uh pete steinkoff and i are actually the neptune city football club Oh, and uh it's an you're offshoot competing, aren't you? well or it's an it... offshoot it's a oh. brotherhood you're like it's, the b yeah. team uh, it's hard to describe <laughs> we have uh basically i think pete and i are the only members whoever dj <S laughs> plays for is gonna win yeah well he would be asbury yeah, he's. For Esprit. sure. I, you know He is Asbury, actually. I yeah. saw his card. He's very buff. The uh, guy we're talking about, is, he's very buff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, well, he's a, he's, a, he's a weightlifter model. What is that called? Where you're you're sculpted. He just basically shows his body. Yeah. Which is
5: incredible. Yeah. It's For money. Something I couldn't imagine. It's, I don't know if he gets in, paid. In a tournament format, does, it's not. I mean, I guess yes, maybe a there's place. prize money, sure. But he owns a place where you can go hang out with cats. He owns a cat. Oh, pit. I know him. Yes. And. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about that is like you'd want to make fun of it cuz it's a place you go to just like pet
0: oh, cats a, and cat like drink cafe. coffee. I, so it's
5: like silly a little but I, if I, anyone I, said this guy you'd would want to kill make fun you. of it yeah. would murder you. So it's like the funniest thing. It's like a mobster running like like a yeah. cupcake place.
3: It's, it's Catsbury, Catsbury Park. It's Catsbury Park.
5: But all the cats, cats. You're in Asbury. Listen. <laughs> Listen, before you judge. Yeah, which people love to do. <laughs> These cats go for adoption. It's like it's all it's yeah, no, all it is. to get straight cats in the homes I mean he probably makes some money. I don't know. You I do know. have to pay to pet the cat. I
3: he doesn't make any money, but they do they place a lot of cats. I mean it's actually yeah. it's a great thing. It's not it's, bad. It's not a yeah. bad thing. If you're into okay? cats, I would suggest checking it out. Yeah. This is exactly yeah. where have I thought this interview call.
4: would go. Listen, yeah. we're not
5: putting <laughs> animals in overhead bins or right. anything, okay? <gasps>
7: <laughs> that
2: was too topical. This isn't going to air. It's too in time close. For that. Yeah, we already it's talked about close? Tide Pods, which is so topical.
4: Yeah. Uh, to hey, Brad, do you want to do your your mystery friend for Brian?
0: Yeah. So. Oh yeah. We Wait. do. We have a segment. What? You have one
4: too?
5: No, 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 not for Brian. No.
4: I've, I've got oh, one, one but mine, mine, are, mine are ridiculous. You have to do. Mine, they're great, but they're ridiculous. You have to do yours. First. So this <laughs> is a little yeah. segment
0: that we do where mystery friend. Benny I'm going I'm going to try to prompt you on something from your past. And you'll tell the story, and then you have to guess who actually gave me this story. That's,
3: that's good. That sounds hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it would be. If you, if you don't get it right away, I'll give you some That was a super, so like, James
5: Lipton explanation, too. <laughs> if you could explain, like,
0: ah. <laughs> there <laughs> was Sipton. a time that you made an assault on the Discord house because you felt like you needed to remix the Embrace record.
3: Whoa. That's fun. Does this ring any bells? Uh, well, I, I do think that I would like to remix the Embrace record. Uh, this is one of my favorite records ever that that suffers from the loudest hi-hat ever recorded. Uh, I don't know who gave you that. Do you know? This, do you remember the story? I remember. I mean, this is something that I have said in bars. Like, and if I had it, too, you know, I'd really like
7: to do it.
0: Supposedly, the old Discord house. supposedly you were riding around DC with someone and you felt like Michael Hampton's guitar was mixed too low.
3: Was it Michael Hampton? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but according to this person, you actually went to the embrace, you went to the, you went to the Discord house and demanded yeah, well, the they're... master tapes because you felt like you could remix them. And Ian greeted you at the door. And said, and, and actually went and got the tapes and said, these tapes? And you, and you said yes. And he said, fuck off. Yeah. Well,
3: here's the thing that's all not true. <laughs> Whoa. What? Uh, no. Brad, you got to corroborate this. Who, 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 who told you this? Can you get? Do you have any idea? Well, somebody who is who isn't telling the truth. Uh, I can't believe you made going off track fake news. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> is this fake? Sarah Sanders. This thing? is according
0: to Andy Rappaport.
3: I have the to leave. Story. Uh, see, Andy loves to tell a story. <laughs> oh. so, so I've this been, been the taken. Favorite? I've been taken in. This is a first for mystery, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It, We've it, been it, given an artificial story. Now that I know, uh, now that I know who it's from, I mean, yes, he just uh, Andy's an actor. I don't know if that, you know what that means. But basically, he acts like someone he isn't on sometimes. It's like a role he's playing. And you never know if it's Andy or the role. And I think this was the role uh, for you. He was just making a good story better. He was trying to blow it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like the type of guy,
5: just his name wants to be mentioned on here.
3: I which, like yeah, the story. Successful. Yeah. successful. <laughs> yeah. I,
5: love,
4: I love Andy. Well played. Okay, I'll do mine here. All right. And, and, the, and uh, mine don't have stories. They're just questions. And they're very Jeopardy-like. So... Uh, For what type of bass did Brian trade his custom-built bass to Chuck Dukowski?
3: A Dan Armstrong Lucite bass that looked a lot like the Greg Ginn guitar. Oh, my God. That's like a verbatim answer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay, I'll give you another one. The frets Uh were in the wrong place, by the way. Like, it wasn't just not playable. It was actually built wrong at the factory and could never be in tune. Thanks, Chuck. (laughs) That's my war now. (laughs) Nice. All right. ah. Well done. We're all gonna have a
4: nervous <laughs> breakdown after that one. Oh. oh God! I should shut up. All right. Uh, the next one is: What did Rich the Roadie from Minor Threat do for a living? Which might be a good clue as to who gave me these questions. Uh, Rich was a auto mechanic. Okay, then no, it was not a good clue. Uh-uh. Uh
3: Rich the Roadie, according to this person, delivered the Washington Post. He did. I was. Um, he did both. But yes, the the real job would be Washington Post. That was the correct answer. Oh, okay. Any <laughs> yeah. any idea? Any idea? Who, who, who the person who, sending me The these? mystery friend who asked oh, these. The so, oh, the theme that this all is based on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, obviously Eric L. from Dove who sent that in. No. <gasps>
4: Ooh. No. Okay, I'll give you another one because this person mystery, sent friend. me a bunch. When you first went punk, <laughs> we all have this moment, you used a Sharpie on what part of your clothing I feel I've gone too specific.
3: I don't even know if they had sharpies back then. <laughs> <laughs> they were called marks a lot. <laughs> Whoa!
4: Uh, I don't know. I would. I have no idea. Shoes. Uh, the white piping of your designer jeans. This person said.
3: <laughs> yeah. All
4: right. What was Ian Mackay's favorite song in 1982?
3: Um, I've had it. Black Flag. Oh,
4: actually, according to this person, it was "Da Da Da" by Trio. <laughs> I right, have one final question. This
3: sounds like Steve Hanskin.
4: No. Uh, when you first ran into Henry Rollins after you joined Black Flag, what was he clutching? This could go in
3: any Yeah, that's a, that's a big... <laughs> uh, the world. <laughs> no ideas? No ideas at all?
4: No, I don't really know who that could be. were You were you in two bands with this person.
2: What was he clutching? I, I just, <laughs>
5: uh,
4: an, an, an eight ball. Oh. Like a fun one? No, no. Like, like a, an actual no, billiards.
3: Oh yeah. Okay, yeah.
4: You were, you uh, this person you played in with the meat men, I
3: believe? Lyle.
7: Lyle. Lyle. That, Lyle, I Lyle. Have, yes. Yeah, yes. I should have known. Mystery it was Lyle. friend
3: Yeah, well, I mean again, there's there's most of those are accurate. Uh the designer jeans thing. First of all, those were my mom's jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I had them, because I was very I well, we're, I was small, I was 15, I was about 5 feet tall, so I fit in her clothes, but they had zippers right. on the side. So nice. they were my mom's designer jeans that I colored the piping in with a marks a lot, because it had zippers which I thought looked kind of british Because I was just starting. (laughs) I also dyed dyed my hair with her hair dye for the first time. It was red because she dyed her hair red. So I learned a lot from mom. Gotta find your way. Mom was a big part of punk for me. Now,
4: legally, how many uh, documentaries on the DC punk scene have to be made?
3: 19. Okay. Which is good because we've got two more coming. I was going to
4: (laughs) say, there's so much to cover.
5: Yeah. I saw something in an older interview you did talking about... Someone was asking you about the D.C. scene and like how, you know, if politics and the politics of D.C. actually shaped that scene. And you had said that um it was actually who is in office that kind of dictated the culture of D.C. because so much of the town was just based on the government itself. So what? when like Reagan was in office, was it just eight years of
3: conservatives running around D.C.? Or- I, uh I mean – I don't know how that applies. I, I don't know how old that interview is because I kinda of changed uh I have a little bit of a better insight into it because I think what I was trying to get at is the the, the tone of of the city as far as it applies to normal people right. who go to restaurants and work and but the punk scene always managed to not it didn't matter who was in office. It was an mm. interesting thing. It was this sort of the 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 more uh the more anti-democratic the administration was, the less light would be on us. And it was, you really could, could exist Hmm. in sort of a, you know, nobody really paid attention to this, these art, this artistic subculture when it was a, uh, you know, a Republican administration Hmm. because it just wasn't their thing. Right. right, right. Um, I mean, yes, there's definitely a tone now, as I said, you know, we go back to my November 9th exodus from, from Washington. uh, And it's just, you know, it's, I guess it's like, uh, I mean, D.C. is already a place that there's a lot of tourists. And, you you know, there's that whole thing of, uh, you know, you're kind of inundated in seasons with people who really are, you know. I mean, I love the fact that they're there, but it's, you know, it's, you know what it's like living in Manhattan or, you know, in New York. It's like there's a lot of that going on. And when you have these new administrations, it's these permanent tourists. Mm. And it's not uh, sometimes it's just not our best minds. Right. That are that are that are involved here. It's just a tough. Uh, it's, the temperature is different. I can say. Mm. Yeah, I, I try to make it funny, but it's really kind of sad. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well.
5: Right now, sure. Yeah. So you
4: still keep in touch with Tesco V? I
3: saw Tesco. Uh, I saw him maybe three years ago. I went to go see the Meatmen play in mm-hmm. Fairfax, Virginia. Oh yes. Um. And, of course. I went, I went there at like 10 at night with a friend and ran into Tesco and hung out. And we talked for about an hour. It was great. And I found out he was playing at like 1, and so I left because, you know, because <laughs> come on. Yeah. I'm with I you. mean, I really thought the 10 was perfect. Like, yes. I'm going to get there right as they're going on stage. But, you know, I'm I'm out of touch, obviously. I had no
4: idea how much uh, that you were part of those records. Because I remember when I listened to them in high school, because you couldn't, you couldn't really talk about listening to the Meat Men because they were just... A little, little offensive with the but lyrics a, and things. A joke band, yeah. Total joke band, but yeah. some people didn't think it was a joke, and
3: yeah. Well, they didn't get that. Per- Tesco's Tesco's is is performance art. That's what he's mm-hmm. doing here with that. Um, I I only played on I played on one Meat Men record and one like twelve inch sort of uh, this combo. What was that? I, do you know what I'm talking about? It was. Nope. Does someone that you talk to know, maybe? That sure. Andy Rapp, or does Lyle, now Yeah, there call was a,
4: Andy. Have him tell the story because yeah. it'll be true
3: <laughs> yeah. no matter what. It no was a, there was a 12-inch that was a Tesco V 12-inch. wasn't that, hate police, was it? No. It was Tesco V and the meat crew or something something along those lines. <laughs> I'm and sure. The front we, cover's great because Ian Mackay's on the front, like, kind of in a – like, dancing. It's great. You should – I bet it's out of print. That's why no one knows what
5: it is. Yeah. uh, Another thing I hope you can clear up for me. Um, So my band recorded a record in Austin, Texas once. And we went to a small studio, a guy named Mike Vasquez's studio. And we walked in and there was a Vox AC30 there that we were told you played on minor threat stuff. No. And my guitarist <laughs> went crazy for it, and used it on our record. And for about a decade, we've been like, "Yeah, there's Brian Baker's AC30 is on our record." Yeah, but I've, I've never <laughs> like made this a truthful story. Uh, well, I never, I never, had I never, I never you telling me this is wrong. Well, I never so played
3: an AC30 on a Minor Threat record.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no. Um... I'm pretty sure he played bass on the minor Throw. Well, I, I just li- I played like, on- you
5: just witnessed me lying to about 250 people yeah. that I didn't know I was lying. To
3: That's all right. until uh, now. Welcome to America.:
5: <laughs> Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm sorry to. Uh, but I think I think Lyle had an AC100. OK. maybe on the last single. Because I remember he bought one of those, and it was exciting that it was not a Marshall. It was like a weird thing. You've never played an AC30? Uh, Well, I have, but not... not On any other bands? Why
5: yes, I just- maybe it's a Bad Religion one. I mean, it's almost as cool. Uh- uh, yes, I'll be using <laughs> an AC30 Ryan, exclusively yes. on
3: the upcoming Bad Religion recording that <laughs> okay. I'm starting next month. It's a blonde one I bought. From Shit, man. Russo music in Asbury Park. I just wrote this down in like a book, like all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, sorry, not sure. Sorry. Right? No chance. You're not burned as hard as uh, Nate from the Foo Fighters, who thought he had one of my bases. And it was because the <laughs> poor guy, he has. <laughs> so he's got. He's, he's doing okay. He's got this bass. No, but I mean, he's a fan of music. You right, know, it's right, like what well, right. I'm sure yeah. he has. I'm sure he's fine. He's weathered the storm. Sure, but he's got this bass <laughs> that he that he thought was mine, and it's uh it's kind of close to this one I had for a little bit, and and he's been told told it's mine by. Steve Hanskin, who was in Minor Threat for about I don't know maybe about eight months, Mm -hmm. we had we were five piece for a short period of time, Mm. and Steve is the one who was like, "That's Brian's bass," so Nate thinks it's vetted by and it is by a Minor Threat (laughs) member, and so when he's getting his signature bass made from Fender, (laughs) it's going to use Brian's bass. It's going to be the you know it's like this is the this is it this is the prototype and all of this stuff and the you know his signature bass is being made and uh, all one day like i don't know any of this is happening and he gets in touch with me and he's you know hey i just want to let you know about this and all that was like oh well that's it's not my base (laughs) and it was was, his
5: reaction like
3: he was cool but i mean he's disappointed yeah but uh you know i just (laughs) it was but it was kind of vague because are not a lot of pictures back then and uh, i did a little google detective work and found a picture of me playing the bass he was talking about and it has, the one I was playing had the jack in a different part of the bass, you know, like on a P bass they go on the top, yeah, yeah, but mine yeah. was drilled here for punk, because this would snap <laughs> off, Right, we always right, did right, that right, right. yeah, so that's, uh, so that was the story of that. Now can we I- work something out where I can just keep saying this? Yeah, sure,
5: it's
3: <laughs> cool. Best mm-hmm. app I ever played. All yeah, right, great. Yeah, it's cool. I, I wanted to talk... It's a top boost one, too. It's a good one. <laughs> I wanted to talk numbers with you for
2: a sec. Bad Religion songs. How many do you have to know off the top of your head at any given moment?
3: Like 800? <laughs> well, <laughs> I no longer have to do anything. I've, I've been there long enough where yeah. I just uh, do the bare minimum. and it's, uh, I know probably 200. 200. 200. We play about 30 a night maybe a little more than that and we change the set every night uh we probably keep a core of about 20 songs the same because people who want to come see Bad Religion want to hear a certain you know sure. obviously you have to hit, you have to play um Digital Boy or some of these fuck Armageddon these classic songs but uh we change them all the time and uh i think it's awesome i the only problem is that there are a lot that are the same yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a lyric guy so I know the words are different sure (laughs) and they're important for different reasons but from my perspective it's the same how often (laughs) do you ever like get a part confused do you ever like oh I've played played entire songs that weren't the song But the good thing is that a lot of the keys are the same. So, you know, with just really a little pick slide here and a whoops there. This is where I'm like, must be fucking nice to be a guitar
5: player.
2: You oh, know? man.
3: <laughs> no one even knows. No, you are fucking up. Yeah, and there's two of us. So at oh. the very least, I could just be the other guy. You know, it's the new guy. If I like, was
5: a guitar yeah. player, I'd be so high for every show. <laughs> yeah. But I just can't because everyone would know if I'm messing up. they would like, oh, that guy's fucking up. Now, a lot of... do you have,
4: a lot of people don't realize that you almost weren't in Bad Religion. You're going to be another big band.
3: Um, well, no, I was. I was uh, offered the chance to be a touring guitar player for REM, which was right around their Monster tour, and that's a whole different thing because that's just you know you're kind of like a crew guy. And mm-hmm. I was going to play bass when Mike Mills was going to switch to acoustic. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like a utility infielder guy, mm-hmm. which was a great thing. I mean, I really was. I, I love REM, and it was a great opportunity. But Bad Religion was—it just came up right at the same time, and that was to be a band member, and ah, okay. uh, you know, contribute in that way. And that's kind of what I've always done. And you know, I know where my bread's buttered. Buttered. And it has a mohawk. I mean, yes. You know, right answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you know? Don't aspire to anything higher. Damn it. Just,
5: where's your mohawk, Brad? When did you bail on I'm, looking punk? Down below. <laughs> When the kids came, <laughs> if long before yeah. I'm still so pissed I wore this button up.
0: Damn. next time you can wear a t-shirt, dude
4: you know you can do it it's a podcast, no one cares. Um, this is live at the moment, yeah, well,
5: pe- I forgot there was people out here for a sec. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, it's a good
4: thing hey, uh, guys. Brian, um- uh Dagnasty right now, you just did a, a couple of shows, and you're doing more. Um,
3: yeah, Diagnosti's been active for a couple years. Original lineup now, right? Yeah. yeah, it's the original the original four guys. So it's that, that it's a really great experience because it's so, uh, the jokes are exactly the same and everyone is exactly <laughs> the same and nobody's changed at all. No one's learned anything. It's just, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a joy. Um, and we're playing actually, uh, we're playing in Brooklyn, which uh, at Brooklyn Bazaar. Uh, I believe it is the 30th of March. And we're playing in Garwood, New Jersey.
4: Uh, the that? next day. I've seen the line. It's great. It's so much fun. Yeah. Weird cool. town.
3: Yeah. I know. Would you ever
4: do a show with like with Dave and Peter and get everybody up there and do it? Like, no.
3: I mean, no, no, that's kind of like, I mean, this in the nicest way possible doing this dag thing is because it's fun for us mm-hmm. and about being a it's 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 like it's not uh it's not a review. It's not band and show. We're not trying to make it. You know, uh-huh. we're not going to. It's not uh, anything along those lines. It's just about. It's really fun to play the songs, and I. I think it's Sean is the singer, and Sean was the guy. I mean, he's why the band sounded like it did, mm. and he's also he's just awesome. It's I don't. I don't need more singers. That's awesome. <laughs> a
4: great way to end. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Yeah, thank, thank you, Brian, Brian Baker.
3: Go thank see you. Jack Nasty
4: if you haven't. Good heavens. Thanks so much. If you hang out, we'll say thank you again. If you leave, that's cool too. We appreciate it.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I might be leaving. I don't know.
4: All right. Well, thank you for joining <laughs> us. Appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming to the stage right now, um, if you didn't go see any of the Drawbreaker shows here in Brooklyn, then you fucked up. Uh, please welcome to the stage uh, one of our all time favorites, Mr. Blake Schwarzenbach. <laughs>
2: Unless he's out. Oh no! He's coming up behind you. Oh, there he's
7: you go.
5: Oh, he's pulling hey. Batman.
2: <laughs> oh, <my> nice.
5: <laughs> you did do the wrestling thing. We did the wrestling <laughs> thing. Yes. We talked about this. <laughs> I, do you want I needed to open dive? the ropes.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, thank you so much oh, for joining nice. us. It's like, this stage
2: must feel so small to you right now.
1: That was a, a Tobias Funke. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Are you a never nude?
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So first off, I want to thank you for fucking up my Instagram feed for a month with only giant Jawbreaker backdrops. That's all I've seen for maybe like 30, 40 days now. <laughs> Ever since the chronology went out the window,
1: we paid. We spent a lot of money on that banner.
5: Yeah, yeah. there's something people don't realize about those banners is that you are legally uh, bound to make them fire retardant. Mm-hmm. Which costs a lot of fucking money. Retardant. Isn't that what I said? Oh. <laughs> all right. so, do you think I, I said fire Yeah. No, I didn't. All right. I, I, or did
4: I? I? Yeah. A little bit. What it's are you going right. to do? So, so you have one of the banners. My question is for both of you now it. it's okay. with the banner, because this was the discussion for every show I saw, because I went out to Riot Fest and saw the banner. Did I say was that? super psyched. I, was, I did. And uh, who keeps the banner? Like, where does the banner go? Because we. It's gorgeous, but like... The
1: banner a steward. The steward? Yeah, you have also... Sorry, it's a union <laughs> rule that you have to hire a banner steward. Ah, uh, fair enough. So it's... Local banner, banner Wrangler.
4: Local banner 416451. This is going terrible.
1: Um, <laughs> no, you keep it with your stuff. They actually get really small. That's yeah. the incredible thing. How small thing. does that banner get? It if fits... Probably
5: like what? Like a hockey bag? Yeah. yeah. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow.
5: Well, you need a good roller, but, but that's all it takes. Yeah, it's not like you'd imagine like, a, a, like when a rain delay at a baseball game happens. It's not like that giant thing that sits on the side that's rolled up. Yeah, it's a lot smaller. You carry it around.
1: It could fit in a suitcase. Yeah. Like a Samsonite.
5: Mm-hmm. It's magic fabric. But they do cost a, like a ridiculous amount of money, like something you wouldn't think.
1: Yeah. So when we try to break it out any chance we get... But right. it only fits in a big room.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. To hang it. Yes. And this is a new one for the newer shows you had it made? We've or never had it. This? this is the
1: first banner we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wow. can't
5: imagine you had a banner back then. So when, like, I can't imagine, like, you guys were talking, you're like, we probably got to come up with a banner. Like, did someone bring <laughs> Someone this made you? you get the banner, we, right?
1: It, yeah. We have worked with uh, Bill from Mansua, who who tour manages Green Day. Or oh, okay. did for a long time. He was kind of our inside person who said, here's what you have to do. Right. You're going to do all these things that you don't want to do. For It was just for Riot Fest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At that point, that's all we were going to do. And he said, you might want to think about a banner. And it's like eight grand. And we were like, why would we buy <laughs> a fucking banner for one show?
5: <laughs> I remember thinking so the first time I had to order one of those. And I'm like thinking about going to like Alpha Graphics to to order my first roll of like stickers. And I'm like, oh, it'll probably be something like that. Like. Like 100, 125, something like that. Right. <laughs> so, so I was like, "No, you need this like super special fabric that you know you're legally this, and it's like going to be like ten thousand so dollars." I'm like, "Fuck you, I'm not doing that." But then you have to do it, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Did anyone try to get you to do like some kind of like crazy like production like TV screens or like any? Like- no, we wanted to do that.
1: Yeah, uh, we couldn't borrow. We couldn't use anybody else's screens. <laughs> So we, uh, what we did was we, we pulled the whole stage in to make it like a living room was our ambition. Cool. And they just, instead of hiring a lighting technician or whatever, all this was really expensive. We just, we wanted to be close to each other because we're a trio. And uh, that's how we did it. We wanted a, like a low, I wanted a lamp that would yeah. come down right in the center, but it didn't happen. What, now what was the thought process
4: to lead up to this Riot Fest? Because this, the, the rumors had abounded for years and like, what made it like this is the time.
1: This is when we're going to go for it. Uh, wh- uh, so many strange things aligned. It just so happened that we all had the kind of desire and peace of mind to do it. And it, people were having cataclysmic things had just happened in their mm-hmm. life. Um, I was incarcerated for a short period of time in San Diego County. That's
5: pretty catastrophic. For instance. <laughs> yeah. That's something. Uh, Is that something you're I heard to talk I about? I had
1: heard tail because you had done I don't know if I'm allowed stuff? to talk about it. Okay. I guess I just did. So. You did. You're good. There's you no
5: can... NDA on this stuff. I mean, we like to think of this as a safe place.
1: Yeah. I mean, Been... Do you feel that way? Well, I learned how to protect myself inside.
5: Mm. So, wait, did you, you did real time? Yeah, I was in jail
1: for 60 days. Holy shit. In county.
5: Yikes. Wow, that's no
1: joke. San Diego is a no joke.
4: Yeah, yeah. What, what uh, led fuck. up to that?
1: Uh, what
4: got you in jail?
1: The charge, I got me in jail. You but got the, you in jail. Fair yeah. enough. Fair good answer. um But the charge is uh vandalism. Okay. Which I'd like to think is kind of punk rock. I attacked property. Ah, okay. And in the state of Orange County, let's say, yeah. they've. F- they really property is very dear. It's held in <laughs> higher regard than most people.
5: Right, I knew yeah. that from Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> and then you played some shows to co- kind of get money to come back here. Is that true? I did. Okay, yes. I heard that and I was like, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah
1: what kind of an sh- urgent relief fund. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, the- I just did a couple uh, uh, solo shows. One was a house show in Fullerton, and one was a, a club, um, just to get money quickly. Yeah it worked. Dan, that's great. I'm here. Yeah.
5: I mean, I can't imagine like the Jawbreaker thing went very far on the inside. Right? Like, it's not like you like met someone in there who's like, oh, Jawbreaker, dope. Like, I'm going to help you out now. No, no. Like, no chance. So, like, what did you... I mean, did you just keep your head down? Like, just... Did you think red books like Tom well, style
1: style? I did keep my head down. I got my I got beaten pretty hard. Shit, one time. Wow. The thing what people don't realize about jail or what I think because I learned this is that they don't tell you when you go into jail what the rules are. Right. The jail rules amongst inmates, mm-hmm. and they should do this. And I want to actually start uh, advocating on behalf of new inmates to create like a fact sheet of what you can and cannot do. Right. Because Jails are racially segregated, very fiercely self-segregated. Yeah. Sure, and there's all these rules about what f- things you can touch, what tables, who you can uh, can associate with, etc. And I had to learn these things by getting beaten. Wow! <laughs> because they don't tell you, and then they beat you, and then you learn.
5: So, what, like, what's a fuck up you did, like something?
1: I, that- I went in uh, in the black shower. Oh, oh. shit. Like in I
4: them. like I know. I go, "Oh, of course." Like yes, I, this is something I any wondered in frame about of reference.
5: Like I've you been have close, brought
4: this up a lot.
5: I have because I've been close to getting locked up a couple times and I'm like, "I'm a Jewish dude." So like the second I get in there, the whites are off the table, right? Yeah, you've I'm not white. You have like, asked who you like, would roll. No with. fucking way. And I'd have no crew.
1: You'd no be white, crew. you'd be white in jail. Even a
5: Jewish you'd would you be, a be white in jail?
1: I think so. Would I have to fake it? Well, the choices were you. I got
5: Hebrew on my arm.
1: Um I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's like black, Latino, white, Asian, Arab. Everyone else is in other.
5: Right, right, Which right. is the
1: Asian kind of panoply.
5: Gotcha. I would um, say this means like kill all Jews in Hebrew. I'd be like, yo, I went deep.
1: <laughs> I didn't, there weren't a lot of white power dudes in the white no. sect there. No. And we, you know, everyone was very affectionate and like looked out for one another. Okay. In of, it was just uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, I could we could do a whole show about this. Yeah. So what was next ta- time? Get Mike Ness on. We'll talk. I about wouldn't you. mind doing a whole
5: show about this. Like, I mean, music is boring. Like, <laughs> like this is this Definitely. is interesting. This is actually interesting. You know. So what was your state of mind
2: like, sort of when you got back to New York? Were you did you?
1: I was I was a wreck. I mean, I yeah, I was just uh, damaged, damaged,
5: yeah. And how long ago uh. was this?
1: Two, two and a half years ago. Oh,
5: wow. Yeah. And
4: then yeah. I, I
1: realize this is a very long way of answering the question of like, hey, so how'd you guys decide to get back together? <laughs> I,
4: I love yeah. this answer. The real story. I don't like I the either. fact that you were locked up, but I like, I mean, you said cataclysmic events. Uh, that's kind it of makes the, the triumph all that
1: greater, right? Yeah, I, yeah it, does. it does. I mean, coming out in front of 40,000 people in Chicago with my parents on the stage and yeah. all our families and everything, having just. You know, gone through something like that was
5: Yeah, in was my head, profound. This, this turned into, like, from a cool story to, like, someone's got to make a movie about this,
1: mm-hmm. you know? If you have $50,000, I will make that <laughs> I documentary. I just to yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Laura, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally an hour ago. Yeah. I think we could pull this off. All right, well, so it, I know you didn't find any Jawbreaker fans in jail, but there are probably some rich jawbreaker fans kicking around who would throw 50 g's out to for th- sure to tell this story actually i think i could write a tweet right now and by the time we're done with this we could probably get the dough fundraise i'll go fund me this shit i don't that wanna, sounds great i don't
1: want to do that though no.
5: okay <laughs> well that's really up to you it's not up to me all right so fast so fast forward
4: you're doing riot fest and you guys are you guys are uh back together rehearsing whatever how do you choose uh the- sorry i don't want to bore you you're talking about music benny uh, how, you, how, how did you choose the set list? Like, how
1: did you come up with the songs? We cho- a little bit like what Brian was saying about Bad Religion. We we figured we owe it to anybody who's coming to, like, we've got to play the core most popular songs. The only most popular songs we didn't play were ones we could not play that just didn't right. sound right, that weren't working. So, like, Chesterfield King, which is kind of a fan favorite, it just wasn't happening. We mm. tried. Couple I couldn't sing really. Uh, they were just in too much of a high register f- for where I'm at mm-hmm. now. But it, basically, we picked. We just found ten that were like, we we got to do these, mm-hmm. and then ten that we knew we wanted to play really badly. And yeah, because I don't know if I
4: I haven't seen you guys twenty five years ago. I don't know if I ever heard Ache live.
1: And yeah, there were a couple that work now that didn't then. I think bands all have this. You mm-hmm. just—it's strange the way your catalog will kind of become viable, and then some songs go out of. I don't know if you've had this, but something's not working. You take it out of rotation.
4: And what was, what was it like being back in the room? Like, what, did muscle memory kick in? Like with you guys,
1: it was pretty. It was pretty intense for the first few practices because we were back in San Francisco. San Francisco has changed so dramatically. You know, the mission is not the mission anymore. But we have these songs that were very much of the mission and the same three people. So it was emotionally kind of exhausting. We'd play for five hours and, and I was going through like a lot of reliving those stories in the songs. And you know, that that was kind of exhausting. Then it became very fun. Once we started to figure them out and know that it was gonna work, it was more like, hey, let's just play.
5: Yeah. Are yeah. there any things that were like um Sometimes when I kick back to older songs, I'm like, Jesus Christ! I don't know why I wrote that part, but it's ridiculous, and I'd never write it now. But are parts like that like difficult to like get a hold of again? You know, something that you were doing out of pure excitement maybe 20 years ago, and and now you just have to try and pull it off.
1: Yeah. I, we watched a lot of uh, YouTube videos <laughs> to learn the basic. I, I looked at tab charts online. Really? <laughs> just, to get, just to get an overview. You know? Were they pretty
5: accurate, the tab close charts? Enough,
1: yeah. Close enough. And then once I got in the, in the kind of zone, I was like, oh, I, that, but it's me, so it's going to be wrong and idiosyncratic. And, right, right. You know, I kinda, some of those weird three-fingered chords came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we found most of the things just by, through repetition and, and heat.
5: Right. I had heard you say at some point that, um, you know, part of the reticence for like getting Jawbreaker back together wasn't the whole political and social element behind it, but more just like the physical part. Like, like I literally just can't get on stage and execute these songs like the way they were. Is there any like what did you have to do to get ready for these shows like physically?
1: Um, just play a lot, really. Yeah. I didn't start training. Till no, I did start training a little till uh, before Riot Fest. I was in bad shape. Yeah, for a while.
5: So it was just getting the endurance. So, you up. can
1: see it. You know, I've lost like thirty pounds since Riot Fest. <laughs> wow, really? Crazy. Wow. Yeah. I think you had it to lose.
5: I don't think What's people it? realize the physical element of like just playing guitar and singing at the same time for an hour and a half. Yeah, that's for us. That's that was a dealing. long
1: set, and that yeah. we were contracted to do. You know, a, we were playing last, so we had to really. Do a show. There's a so the reason,
5: that, like, Mick Jagger's got a treadmill on his rider and shit,
1: you know? We yep. only stay at uh, places with gyms now. Oh, uh, For me. That's yeah. Important. That's my rule.
2: What was yeah. it like kind of walking out there, that Riot Fest show, kind of walking out to that kind of stage?
1: It, well, I'd been watching the stage for a long time because we were there for three days. Okay. And so I knew it, you know, um, but I I did stand in the wings, like, there were two stages parallel, and um, and Prophets of Rage were playing right before we did, and it was a little daunting because there's such a show, and you could just see it in the next stage that there was these lights and like fireworks and guys jumping around and people f- flailing in and the crowd. Be real, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, God, you know, we're it's going to be interesting. Into this little like click, click, click. <laughs> Three piece band with no lights or ideology, really. Um, but I stood. My mom is a, is a longtime uh, meditator and Buddhist, and she was on stage, and there was all these people lined up, and I just like sat, leaned up against the wall with these uh, all these people, and I looked over at my mom, and she gave me the look that was like when you go into deep meditation. You know, and you're on some freezing mountain or something, and you get the like 2,000 yard stare, Mm -hmm. and I did that, and I just completely disembodied myself in preparation, just like I have to not be here at a certain level in order to be here. Sure, and kept that for the first five songs, and then I was then it was very fun, and I think each of us did that. Like I talked to Adam and Chris, and everyone had their own. Place they went into just to get through, just to break the ice. Cool. I mean,
4: it was yeah. it was a phenomenal show, and I'm not saying that is like a, a beyond fan. Did anybody here go to Riot Fest? Anybody? Anybody flew yeah. out there? Yeah, I I represent. Everybody. Hey, thanks. It was phenomenal. It was incendiary. And when I saw you in Brooklyn, because I went all three nights, because that's me. Um, uh, thank you to my wife for let, uh, saying yes. Please go. Um, When you you played Jet Black at one of the shows in Brooklyn, you said, how could that not have been a hit like in 95? (laughs) And uh, a very good – a a friend of ours, uh, Trevor Kelly, posed this question. Um, Did you – you know the book Kanye West owes me $300? Uh, By title? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know the book? Did you read that book? I did not read that okay. book. No. Uh, it's Jonah's book, and I
2: forgot to bring it. Sorry. Uh, but I didn't write it. It's got Jensen Carp wrote it. Yeah, but yeah Jensen Carp wrote it. You him, have my physical copy. The copy I have right. belongs
4: to you. Okay. Yeah. We've unpacked I'm this. to clear that up.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
4: Okay. So in the book, uh, Jensen Carp, uh, it was his rapper, and right when Eminem was getting big, he got signed by Jimmy Iovine, and under the rap name of Hot Carl. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm, what that is, John. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, when he, and he talks in the story about when he signed to Jimmy Ivy, and he said, like, you're not going to fuck me over. are you? You're not just signing me to hold on to my record so that I'm not going to compete with uh, Eminem as, like, another, you know, white rapper kid. And Trevor had this idea of the question of, he said, you know, when Dear You came out, it came out, and I remember buying it, and I was excited. And all of a sudden, it seemed like it wasn't being, they, they stopped pushing a lot of copies, Mm. And and I'm not trying to go conspiracy on here, but do you think there was a conspiracy to suppress
3: you, the to success suppress of the you because
4: you guys that... were so damn good? I'm not saying that like to you know uh, blow smoke, but like it was such a solid record, and there were other punk bands at the time with popularity.
1: And I don't know if that ever. What, what would be the end game of that conspiracy? <laughs> like what were they... uh, for
4: them to sell more because they don't realize that you guys are much better? You know what I mean, or or to keep the competition away. Oh. Sell more records, I guess, is the end game, which at that particular time people enjoyed doing. Right. You could say no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. I don't think so. Not bad. <laughs> I th- you know, I think it was just a um, kind of a heady record in a time that was about, in radio world, it still is about instant meaning and content. Right. And it was Nike, it's a slower burn kind of made sense to me i never thought really i don't think any of us thought we would be this big radio band mm-hmm. they're kind of downer songs and they they take a while to sink in Was there, i mean for us it seemed hook laden yeah i thought like yeah. oh, this sounds like a radio ready song yeah, I but so. i had a
2: question about another thing uh, at the you said at the brooklyn show you kind of you called out jesse Lacey at the first show and and I was curious. I felt like all my friends were like, "Blake knows who Jesse Lacey is."
1: I know. I felt, you know, <laughs> do you do you dignify that with, uh, like, bringing up someone's name who I don't know. I don't know okay. their band. Yeah. I just know their. Why did
2: you feel like it was that was important? Because it's part it? of
1: this this culture that I'm associated with. Right. Mostly in the press, not in real real life. These aren't my friends or anything. We don't. Hang out at the pop punk ranch.
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good thing. Where is that right?
0: ranch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I no, I felt like, well, I could say something about it that it's not just in Hollywood, you know. It, yeah. It's actually been pretty rapacious in in male punk music for since I began. There's always been rape allegations and shady people who glom onto scenes and kind of predate Mm-hmm. predate can you say that yeah Sounds Preditate. i don't know the oh my like God. verb would be
5: i don't care if it's real
1: act predacious within that community and then get shunned and move on to the next one um so that was the celebrity of the moment i guess right right very catholic, you know?
5: catholic church yeah
2: i think that's cool that's important. but uh that's right.
1: yeah right. i also feel like and here i go talking again here i go over Explaining over you guys. Do it. No, you please, men please. with your podcast. Let me tell <laughs> please, you something. Please. <laughs> I tried to say very nothing about the Me Too movement because all I read about is men getting in on it. Right. With their say so. So sure. mostly I've been quiet.
5: I understand. I thought that was an important one though, because I think if there's anything happening, there's not people like willing to step out. And I think you're general disassociation with like what had been going on in emo and punk is a good thing because a lot of people know who Jesse Lacey is. And a lot of people might have something invested in that relationship and you don't give a fuck, which is good. And that guy needed to get called out and you're willing to do it. And I actually like appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I think as I do think that there is too much of people just getting on stage and trying to explain the situation I don't think there's enough people like going head to head with it and really like calling the people out or like, you know, really getting into it. So Mm -hmm. when it happens, I don't I don't think it's a problem to to shame the people who have actually done the actions. And I don't think there's enough people doing it. So I appreciate it. Well, I'm
1: not in the industry, really. You know, we aren't we're we're like um, made guys now.
5: Yeah,
1: yeah. kind of are we're not really you're, trying to do anything we're just we're just playing, <laughs> There's we're playing. Someone, we've, got our, feel? we've got our we've got it, it feels pretty good i gotta tell you yeah. it feels good <laughs> it's not where i was two and a half years ago no. i'll tell you that
7: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know just another just just another number in the yeah. joint <laughs> getting my ass beat by like a bunch of white dudes
5: Wait, I thought you a, wanted to... That's another him.
1: thing, too. You can only be beat by a person of your tribe, your ethnic tribe. Wait, right,
5: all right. So, so only is, white
1: guys could beat me up. I, and then they'd lovingly, they tell you I didn't want to like, go back to you this. You know why we did that, right? You're cool, bro. Really? It's like,
5: I didn't yeah, want to go back to this, but it. since you did, so... Oh, you, you wanted to circle back to this
1: so, so bad.
5: So bad. Well, there's two things I'm interested in. I'm still interested in what happened, if you're willing to talk about it. And what you just said... The actual jail politics of the fact that you apparently stumbled into the black shower but were beaten by white guys. So were you – they were told to beat you for this like
1: well, – for uh, so this misstep? In that instance, a representative of uh, the brothers, that's the group. Yeah. There's others, brothers, Woods, and Southside, which okay. is – Latinos. I know that from
5: the Pod. song. Those
1: dudes were cool. Yeah, <laughs> they do all the good artwork in there.
5: Holy okay. like, shit! Kinda like, Pod, Southtown, <laughs> Southtown. All right,
1: keep going. All right. So a representative from the black group went and talked to some dude in the white group and said, "Your boy like fucked up. You have up, to do this. So you need to make an example of him." And then they. Said, you know, it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> they didn't say a thing. They just took me in a cell and pounded me. Fuck. But uh, I'm bored. Um, that's how it worked. Yeah, that's
5: crazy. And so are you allowed to tie? you know, is vandalism charge and stuff like this? Can you talk at all about what actually happened?
1: I trashed a car in a Motel 6 in Carlsbad. Okay. Because I didn't like the way it looked.
7: I was having a kind
1: of psychotic episode. Let's say that, Uh but let's to put it in perspective. Let's just think about this. I am a um, at that point was a a person of modest income in his forties and uh, who had a psychiatric crisis, Mm -hmm. and I'm on three years probation and did sixty years sixty days of jail time. And just think about what is happening in this country right now. The billions of dollars that are being shifted offshore and these things with, you know, like no legal repercussions.
5: None.
7: None.
1: Uh -uh. And I'm like I'm a a made guy. I'm like a white guy with an education. So imagine then what it is for everyone of of color, of anything else. Mm -hmm, Sure. Um, I'm telling you what you already know, but this—I lived it for a moment. And I was, and I'm still living. I'm still on probation. I'm a first-time offender. You know. Yeah. I messed up a car. Three years. I'm still a felon. It's
5: crazy. Wow. So is this is this an issue for you at all? Uh, traveling out of out of the U.S.
1: It is. I can't travel internationally. Yeah. I have to get a permit for wherever I go.
5: Right. Is that is that on the table?
4: Is
1: that something that? This band is talking about oh, we yeah. want to go abroad for sure. who wants to be in the u s right now? <laughs> I mean, fine. other than like these shows, which are music events and are you know sure. cultural events are good, but yeah, but uh, I'm up for um, I'm going to be uh, free in about six months. Right on, so then we'll, we'll
4: any more u s. shows planning
1: or uh, we're playing a festival in Seattle in June, upstream i think a new one
5: sure yeah i saw the lineup it was cool
1: there's some good yeah hot snakes are playing um flaming lips murder city
2: devils uh zola
1: jesus but i've never seen it'll be cool
2: any chance i'm sure everyone's asked you this but have you guys do you think you would ever write more stuff or what's yeah
1: we're we're um that's our summer is gonna just be trying to write awesome jam jam you know bivouac here is how does kind the of the field:
5: for jawbreaker had how, how, how it worked in the past and
1: you know I don't I'm trying to remit we're all trying to remember that <laughs> <laughs> we, we've talked about it because everything has been kind of remedial now because we have a, we'll have a big show, and then we'll be like, God, we've got to get tight on the right, material right, right, the catalog, right, sure. but the, what we really want to do is just riff out and see what comes so I'm spending the next month writing at home. And then we're going to converge in San Francisco and, and just go in a studio and see what happens.
5: You usually, right? Like riff first, not a uh, melody first.
1: It changed over time, but I think when I said bivouac, like I think we want to. I like the more um, band-like jams gotcha. that we have, mm-hmm. or Jet Black, or songs like that though, that only can be a you know as a unit. Anyone all else of us, just their heartbeat that.
4: a little faster? You said they're going to be writing, like anybody else. <laughs> like, I'm trying not to like freak the fuck out, but I'm doing. For those of you who know me and have been in the room where they said, "Just leave Blake alone," which is at least two out of the three people on this stage right now have done that with me. That's um, kind.
1: That's kind. <laughs> it's for our own. Uh, Excitement! We can't keep playing these same songs. Right. Oh, gosh, I mean, they're that's... wonderful when people have not seen it, and you know, we're, we're lucky that there's all these people who want to see it. But we've need new songs to make it exciting. Sure. Do you, you think the, about
2: like? Do you have any lyrical ideas? Like, do you have a notebook you've kept? You know, anything like that?
1: I have tons of notebooks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm still remembering the process. Yeah. Usually, yeah. it's just a line and then um, a guitar and then. You kind of extrapolate from there.
4: There's something super special about the three of you guys together and the way you lock in. And because, I mean, I've seen Jets, Forgetters, Joan and I saw Thorns a couple of times together, and all those great songs. I enjoyed all of them. But when that crew, like, like, I figure as the crowd, we can feel it. It must be insane when you feel it.
1: Well, I went to high school with Adam, the drummer. So there's a pretty deep. Thing there, and we all met in we met Chris in college, which is now you know 30 years ago almost. Mm. So, having had those relationships for so long and having learned how to play music together, because we were kind of all of each other's first real band,
5: Mm.
1: that's I know bands have that, I guess we have that too. So, it's like weird shorthand, you know, psychic kind of stuff, or you're like. You want somebody to go somewhere and they're already going right. there. Right. Well, it's interesting cause
5: you knew them so young, playing with them must be like uh, it almost like trained you as the player you are, right? You know, after you play with somebody so long, their influence eventually maybe like comes off on you and finds its way in even into your next band or something.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I found it really hard to be in the beginning of Jets to Brazil. I was like, I don't know what I'm, how to do this.
5: I mean, those are two very I, different drummers, Chris
1: and yeah, know, for sure. It was really that band was so fun because it was all di- all of us were kind of discovering like it's kind of like actually getting out of a grueling relationship and then seeing someone
7: new, right? Like
1: I could do whatever Ooh. I want with this.
7: <laughs> <laughs> First, that, that kind of
1: was the like the playfulness of Jets to Brazil in the beginning. We're like, we could, I could get a wawa pedal. <laughs> I, I could bring a wawa pedal into the relationship. I
2: you know? got it. Yeah, <laughs> no one I frown interv- on that. I interviewed you for Alternative Press when uh, Four Corners Night came out. And it was my first interview I ever did. I was an intern there. Wow! And uh,
5: did I, you still have the Geofro? D-
2: yes, yeah. yes, I did. And I remember. Are we calling it you the Geofro? I remember. Uh, you I asking I you what what influenced Sorry. the record, and you were like this band Wilco, and they had like two records. I was like, oh, I should check this band out. Like I didn't even I had didn't even heard of these bands at that time.
1: Mm, that's probably Jeremy, yeah, who is like very savvy too. Were stuff. those
2: bands sort of a big influence on Jets? I mean, did you, did you get a lot of influences outside of punk and that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we were all just like learning to listen to new new old music, um, because we were at that age, you know. Yeah.
5: Is uh, Jawbreaker now like these shows you're doing? Is it the first time you've ever been on a bus?
1: we're not on a bus you're not still not on a bus no because wow. we only do like two shows at a time it's great backdrop
5: <laughs> like that and no bus
1: yeah like, it comes in I'm a little uh, in a flight case <laughs> no it's great we just we fly in and then uh, right. practice for a couple of days and then and you're using
5: are you flying in your gear or are you using rental
2: gear we
1: are i mean we rent the cabinets and everything but we bring the guitars and for the heads. F-
2: for the Brooklyn shows, you you take an Uber home, or how do you get home from Brooklyn? State? <laughs> no, name?
1: the band the bands and crew stayed at the Williamsburg Hotel. Okay, you know that very over nice. on White. There, yep. it's, it's very quiet. I'll tell you that they have these like triple reinforced windows, which I loved, so you can't <laughs> hear a thing. Um, it's
5: party town,
1: and the and I live here. I live in Brooklyn, but I was like, I want to stay, I want to stay with you guys, so I stayed at the hotel with them because nice. <laughs> I wanted to get in on it. Sure. So we just had a rental, a minivan. We drive over to the Brooklyn Steel and then back. Beautiful, mere mile and a half or something. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. I took I took a train. I took that G home one day and fed my cats and like hung out with them in bed before the show.
5: That's (laughs) nice. And
4: then
1: went back to the Williamsburg. That's cozy. Yeah, that's That's great. Awesome.
4: Yeah. So hey, man, uh, I guess we're all going to Seattle. So we'll see you there. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Come on out. It's a great scene out there. Great it's music scene.
4: Awesome. Thank you so much. We couldn't yeah, think of yeah, we, Blake, we couldn't think of a crew better, especially you, to be on our 300th episode. Yeah.
1: Hey, congratulations! So, Going off track. Thank yeah. you.
4: 300. <laughs> thank you. Yeah.
1: You guys are like Spartans. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, Blake Schwartz everybody. Good lord. <laughs> thank, thank, you thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again. That concludes our 300th episode. Thank you all for showing up. Thanks to Knitting Factory for having us. Uh, Brad Goop, Benny Horowitz, Jonah Bear, I'm Steven. Um, I put the podcast bills on my wife's credit card. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, We'll see you in 300.